Welcome back, humor consumers, to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm comedian Tracy DeGraff. And I'm Catherine. My bestie. Hello, bestie. Hey, long time no see. <laughs> yeah, we're, real we're, long. We're just kidding. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny to me. But if, if people are listening that don't know us that well yet, prepare yourself. Prepare mm-hmm. to be amazed. Yeah. <laughs> we basically live the same life. Yeah. We just do life together. So we were at the gym this morning. We were in the pool. We had lunch. Oh we goodness. did. Wow. <laughs> we go to Bible study and prayer together. We go to church together. Yeah. And it's kind of like we're living the same life. Right. In a way. And yeah. we're neighbors. And we moved three times to keep it that way. <laughs> we did, didn't we? We did. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we got off on that, but. I don't know. No, my brain just went there. Well, that's okay. Okay, good. Well, what's the topic today, Catherine? How to be a better listener. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare yourselves, listeners. Yeah. We're all in this together. We really are. We are. We, and when, we, we kind of all suck. Yeah. We all want to be heard. True. And it's hard to listen sometimes, especially when you really don't want to. You may not be interested or whatever right. the case might be. It's just hard. It really is hard to listen. Listen as like what we're about to talk about. Yeah. With compassion, it, discernment, and oh, all those things. All the things. Yeah. yeah. And when we first decided to do this topic, I was thinking, oh, easy peasy, listen. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, not easy peasy. Actually, the more research that we did on this week's episode, the more we found out that we did not know. And it did. So when you when you when you search for truth, you know, mm-hmm. anywhere, and then you realize that you're like, it was almost like opening a Pandora's box. Mm hmm. There was some good, great things, you know, but then it just made us realize how much we don't know. That's true. Because I thought it was simple. It really, and in some ways, when it's broke down, it is simple. Mm-hmm. But so, like so many things in life, mm-hmm. they're they're supposed to be simple. And we make it so complicated. Yeah. We make it hard. Yeah. Well, communication and the skill of listening is what we're top- talking about today. Mm-hmm. And it is a very important skill. And it is a skill. It's not just a, uh, it doesn't come naturally. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you're born with. It is a skill that needs to be learned and practiced mm-hmm. and learned and practiced <laughs> and everything. Yeah. So here are a few takeaways that we're hopeful to give you listeners um, by the end of this podcast. We're going to discover the true power of listening and even how it can help prevent a war. I'm going to share something yeah. interesting about that. And when you were telling me, when we were going over the outline yesterday, mm-hmm. you said that. I was like, what do you mean mm-hmm. by that? So it is very interesting. Yeah. And the third thing, uh, it might surprise you that some experts disagree. Mm. As they often do. Mm-hmm. Expert witnesses. There's yeah. always disagreements. They're coming at it from different perspectives. Yeah. So we're going to just be open-minded. Uh Let's try that. And then finally, we're going to share with you tips on how to be the listener that people need right now. Uh Right now, we're all kind of recovering from a pretty tough year, 2020, Uh COVID-19, the pandemic worldwide. It's almost like the whole world was put into a salad spinner (laughs) When, when everybody has been affected. And we still we're still in it. Yeah, we are. 
So, in it again, actually. Yeah, but it gives us a great <laughs> opportunity. It's a great opportunity. You know, when when we're all kind of suffering in different ways, but, you know, some of it's similar. Mm-hmm. We have an opportunity to be there for people right now. Yeah. So let's take a look at that and how we can be the listener that people read, uh, need right now. At the end of our podcast, we're, we're going to share spiritual inspiration, mm-hmm. as we always do. Mm-hmm. And we're going to give you a little assignment that could change your life. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss out on that. Yeah. This episode is sponsored by... Muffin and Pooh. Mm. Ron and Kenny. Our hubbies. Our hus- yep. <laughs> <laughs> our great guys that let us have this life of yeah. leisure. <laughs> and whatever we do. I just reminded him the other day. Yeah. I said... I work hard. Yeah, I don't get paid. Right. <laughs> work really hard. Yeah. I mean, even the podcast, it takes at least a full day of research. Cause, yeah. Because we really do. I mean, it, hopefully it's reflective in the quality of the content. I hope so. I mean, we really, it's either that or we're super dumb. <laughs> we don't know what to say about anything. Well, you know, you're right. It does take a whole, at least a whole day because yeah. we don't want to just pick any willy-nilly thing and believe it. Right. I mean, I kind of cross-reference and I'm sure you do too. And th- mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. You know me. Oh, Miss Cross-Referencer. Her eyes just went like on, if you've ever seen Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the animated one, and the oh. eyes on the little puppet animals like, woo, woo, what Rudolph says he wants to expose I, his red I nose no idea what you're talking oh, about you're kidding. i've seen rudolph the red nose reindeer but oh, i don't recall the puppet darn anyway okay yeah i cross-referenced <laughs> <laughs> all right let's let's jump in let's start giving some of the meat yeah. of this listening thing so okay. so pay attention listeners no pay there, attention there's your assignment yeah pay attention i found this man his name is william urie and I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put a link to the video. It's a TED talk that I found. I'm gonna put a link to it in the show notes so that people who want to hear his whole story can mm-hmm. can can tune into that. William uh, Yuri, he his job was to be a world class negotiator. He was high up. Mm-hmm. He he would he would work with governments. He would work with like big multi-million billion dollar companies in the corporate world. He was an like an international bigwig, mm. sounds like. Mm-hmm. And he was sharing on his TED Talk about how important it is in negotiating. You have got to have the skill of listening. listening. Mm. Yeah. Because his job was to go in as an impartial third party mm-hmm. and listen to both sides. Uh, kind of okay. like an arbitrator, I would imagine. Yeah. Well, that's really what negotiating yeah. Yeah, is. You're, you're arbitrating between two sides. You're negotiating. You're, you're trying to come up with, he called it, trying to come up with a yes. So, mm-hmm. that, so that it's a win-win situation for so that nobody feels like they've been totally poo-pooed. Yeah, okay. He didn't use that language. I just made that's that. That's okay. Right now. Layman's terms. Right. And he was describing a time when he was in Nicaragua and he was being his services were being called upon by Hugo Chavez. Mm. There was a very serious situation going on in the nation mm-hmm. and he was he he was brought in to speak to the government as well as to the opposition. Oh. And Hugo Chavez said to this William Yuri, you know, they had a meeting 
and he said, so, you know, what do you think so far? Because they had been there a few days. And all William Urey had been doing was listening. He was listening to the government representatives. He was listening to the opposition representatives. And he came to Hugo Chavez and he, and he told him, well, I think we're making some progress. I think things are coming along. And Hugo Chavez kind of exploded. Hmm. Like, he was like, what do you mean? Making progress. Like, he, he kind of wanted him to be on his side. Hmm. Well, then William Yuri said in that moment he could feel because the emotions coming out of this guy mm -hmm. and that kind of energy doesn't just stay. Yeah. It spreads. <laughs> it spreads. <laughs> Look and, out. Yeah. And he could feel like he, he sensed a little bit of fear. He said he could feel his cheeks getting red. Oh. Yeah. But he had before the meeting with Hugo Chavez, he had kind of settled himself so that he could be prepared. Mm. You know, he probably knew a little bit of what he was in for. Yeah. And he was an expert yeah. at listening. Yeah. So then he just put all of his listening skills in place and he listened to President Chavez or whatever they call him in Nicaragua. Mm -hmm. the King Chavez. I don't know what they call him. But he just listened to him. And, and he said it took a while. So whatever the time period that passed, I can't recall now if he said an hour or whatever, but a while later, after he had listened to everything, mm -hmm. Hugo Chavez said to him, now, what do you think I should do? And so then this William Urey said, well, you know, everybody's kind of, um, it's Christmas time, Christmas is coming, and what would you think about giving everybody a break, like do a ceasefire? Because mm -hmm. there were actually bullets going back and forth. Oh, wow. Do a ceasefire until after Christmas so that people can have a breather from the bullets mm -hmm. and they can go and enjoy the Christmas holiday with their families because they, they were very religious. Mm -hmm. And Hugo Chavez said, that's a great idea. So, so it sounds like it. on his part, on Hugo's part, he was listening too a little bit. He was listening to his, to William's advice. Right. But here's the kicker. The kicker is he wasn't ready to listen until after he had been, been listened to. Yeah. Yeah, good point. So right. the power of great listening is that you could prevent a war. You could stop a war. You know, and whether it's a war of nations and opposition or a war, war. in your own home. Right. Right. Yeah. You could do it. That's powerful for sure. It is. Yeah. It is. And then he, he had a couple of questions at the end of his talk that I thought were interesting. He said, what if people listened more? Yeah, what if? What if listening was taught in school? What if kids in school were taught the skill of listening and they practiced it? Do you know, on that note, I can remember being in, I think it was kindergarten, and our teacher every single day, she would say, now put on your listening caps <laughs> and tie it. We'd have to pretend like we we're tying, you yeah. know, your listening cap. But she said that every single day. She sat us yeah. down and said, let's put on our listening caps. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's funny that, that he says that because it's taught at a elementary level, mm -hmm. but, it, but it should be taught, actually, in a higher level. Uh, education level probably well just like how you and i really went down all the different rabbit trails and and found all the different facets of listening um yeah i, I think it's a topic that you could learn for the rest of your life mm. and just continue to grow in that's true yeah i was quite surprised when we discussed this mm -hmm. and i discovered that i wasn't as good of a listener as i thought i was well i and just I was like what 
kids. <laughs> I discovered that as well. And in fact, uh, the statistics that I read said that like a high percentage of people think they're great listeners. Mm-hmm. Like there, there was a big study done. I think it was 800 or 1,000 business employees were surveyed. Mm. Like 98% of them thought they were great listeners. Mm-hmm. But they, but in actuality, people were only listening at a 25% capacity. So that leaves a lot of room for growth. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're all going to grow. So let's do that. Hope so. Okay. Then he also says, this William Urey, he says, what if parents modeled listening to their children? Yeah. Real true listening, right? I mean, I remember hearing the phrase, you're going to do what you're told when you're told. Mm-hmm. That's the end of it. You know, children are to be seen, but not heard Uh (laughs) but not heard yeah that's it um and then he talked about husbands and wives and how listening can help a marriage as well as um, people in business so it it was just a fascinating um ted talk cool yeah he talked about um these two uh business partners who had a huge disagreement and it was over a bunch of money Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day after he had listened to both sides he, they were kind of warring over different details, right, that had to do with the business. Like they wanted to divide the business and one wanted to, the stock to be a certain price and he wanted the headquarters in a certain place and he wanted a non-disclosure agreement or something like that, all these legal things. But what this Yuri got to the bottom of with him, he's like, you know, you seem like you have a huge successful life here. You know, you've, you've made a lot of money. You can do whatever you want. What is really missing from your life? Like, what is it that you really want in life? And this guy realized that what he really wanted was freedom. Ah. He wanted freedom to spend more time with his family. Mm-hmm. So because Yuri, the the expert, the negotiator, because he was listening. he was, Yeah, he was able to pull it out of him. Right. Mm-hmm. And so part of listening is listening to get information right listening to understand and the real like i don't know expert trick is asking questions that clarify questions that inspire you know so he was able to go to these two business partners who were warring over stuff Mm -hmm. and get them to come to the table with a yes for both of them where they both felt satisfied and it's kind of miraculous it's funny because as you're as you're saying this, I so badly want to say, but you're still talking. Like I want to say, yeah, I found that too, and I found that somewhere along the line mm-hmm. that listening also involves, as you were saying, it's like critical thinking, but it's also um, like detective work. You're yeah. listening so that you can discern or detect what it is the person in front of you is either expressing or, you know, mm-hmm. upset about or maybe even happy about. You're just trying to yeah. get there and, <laughs> and connect with that person. Yeah, it's really, <laughs> it's really hard. Yeah, it's hard to wait your turn. It is. <laughs> you know, this. The, that's a good segue into the next little segment of Celeste Headley is the expert who we said early on in the podcast that there were some experts that disagree mm-hmm. with things. Well, Celeste Headley... She's a radio journalist and a speaker. I believe she worked for, I don't know if she still does, but she worked for NPR radio. Oh. And her professional job was to interview people. Mm-hmm. So she did this little talk and she said there, there are 10 tips okay. for, for how to be a better conversationalist. Okay. 
So not just listening. Right. But and her thing was she interviews people for a living Mm -hmm. to make good content for her audience. Sure. And she says that if you apply these 10 things in your conversations with others, you're going to have better relationships. You're going to have interesting conversations. Nobody's going to be bored. Uh You know, stuff like that. So she said, number one, don't multitask. Be present. For sure. Put your phone away. Put the dog away. You know, whatever you got to do. Don't multitask. Number two, don't pontificate. Meaning, don't be like uh, tooting your horn, getting on your soapbox. You know, um, don't give a speech to try to convince somebody, you know. Don't preach. Right. So if you're in a conversation with somebody Mm -hmm. and you know, you don't want to dominate the conversation and try to get them to do this or that. She said, if you want to do that, have a blog. <laughs> mm. Okay, number three, she said, use open-ended questions, not yes, no questions. Mm-hmm. Like open-ended questions begin with who, what, when, where, why, how, journalism style. Number four, go with the flow. Now, this is the one that it made me think of Celeste when you said that when I was talking, you had a thought. Mm-hmm. And it was hard for you to wait until I was done talking because mm-hmm. you had this thought. Well, Celeste says you ha- thoughts are going to come into your mind and you are going to have to just let them go out mm-hmm. of your mind mm-hmm. and let them flow in and let them flow out and stay present with the person that you're talking to. Yeah. Oftentimes what happens is we, we're afraid that we're going to forget. That's true. This little nugget. That's true. And so we interrupt hmm And that, that kind of derails the conversation. Mm-hmm. Could, yeah. So we have to just remember to let it go with the flow. Okay. Number five, if you don't know something, say that you don't know. Yeah. So you can be engaged and understand. Well, it's more so she was talking about not making stuff up. Like if someone asks you a question and you don't know the answer to it, Mm-hmm. She was saying, don't make up stuff. Just say, I don't know. Oh, I see. I don't know the answer to that. I see. So it's not necessarily like if you don't know details of whatever the situation is, but if they're asking you, do you know, da, 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 and you don't, Mm -hmm. just say that you don't. Number six, don't equate your experience with theirs. Mm -hmm. And what she means by that, because she went on to explain it in the TED Talk, Mm -hmm. she said, like, if somebody says, I hate my boss, now, and you also have a boss hating situation. Mm-hmm. Don't say, oh, man, you think your boss is bad. Hey, my boss does blah, 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 blah. It takes the attention off of the person that you're interviewing and puts it on you. Mm-hmm. And the intention of good conversation is to not do that. Let the person say what they're going to say. Let them, you know, get it off their chest or whatever. Listen. And maybe down the road, you'll have an opportunity to bring it back. But don't do it right in that moment. Let mm-hmm. them let them kind of finish. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, number seven, try not to repeat yourself. It's condescending and boring. I was just thinking that. Mm. I literally was just thinking sometimes we can come off when we're really intent and listening and trying to maybe overreach, overtry. It can come off as condescending. Mm-hmm. She mentioned that we especially are guilty of this with our children or people that are our subordinates because we so want them to do something that we just keep on drilling it 
and mm-hmm. it, it can it can be condescending to them. Mm-hmm. All right, number eight. She says, "Stay out of the weeds. Don't worry about details. Just get your just try to get the big picture. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get all the details of story in order to understand it. And if you try to get too many of the details, then you'll you'll be you'll be too into it, and you need to just step back to get a broader view." Of what the what they're trying to say. Mm-hmm. She said number nine is the most important. Okay. Listen. Okay. Listen to your interviewee. Listen to them. Mm-hmm. You're the interviewer. They're the interviewee. Listen to them. And then number ten, she said, be brief. You know, <laughs> she described it like a mini skirt. It needs to be short enough for interest, but long enough to cover the topic. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, that's, that's great. Good. That's good. <laughs> Yeah, interesting. I could see where some of it is contradictive to some of the uh, the advice that's out there, Mm -hmm. but some of it is the same. Yeah, and and you know when she when she uh, she is the one who disagreed with a lot of the things that we had looked into Mm -hmm. was um, making sure that by your nonverbals you're communicating that you're listening. So leaning forward. Uh, making eye contact, nodding, mm-hmm. agreeing, saying, uh-huh, uh-huh, things like that. She said, forget all that. And and I think that if she if she were in the room with an expert on listening, I think that she would probably give a little bit to that because she's not throwing, I didn't feel like she was throwing it out completely, mm. but I think she was wanting to give people a, a different perspective on listening and what she said made sense to me. She said, you don't have to pretend like you're listening if you're in fact listening. That was her her premise on that, that your nonverbals, if you're actually listening, mm-hmm. your nonverbals will naturally flow mm-hmm. into communicating that you're engaged, you care, you're, you know, you're, you're listening, you're not interrupting, you know, you're, you are, you are actually doing it. So she just didn't. I, I, I obviously I wasn't having a back and forth conversation with her, you yeah. know, because she's just, just doing a, a TED talk. Right. And you're doing all the listening. Right. And and I but I'm gathering and guessing that she would probably agree that, yes, those things have a place. But we also need to do, you know, maybe take a look at it from this angle. So can you recall what led you to think that she would be open to um, a little bit of um give and take on that issue if she were sitting here with us what, I, I what, think, what did she say that made you well i i obviously i, I mean i had never heard of her before mm-hmm. um but she seemed reasonable she talked about how um in the beginning of her talk she said that she never likes to have pundits on her radio program you know like for one political side or the other mm-hmm. because they're too engrossed in their own viewpoint mm-hmm. to come out of that yeah. you know and and i i personally appreciate that kind of um mentality mm-hmm. in terms of not being so it's hard because when you have when you have your own personal beliefs right but you're talking to other people that don't share those same beliefs. <laughs> it's hard to not make assessments on people mm-hmm. because, you know, we, we've talked about this many times oh, yeah. about judging and assessing and judging and assessing mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. So I don't know, but she just seemed smart to me and well-rounded and perhaps like she would be open to, yeah, you know, I, 
I do disagree here, but I agree here. And Mm -hmm. she seemed to me like the type of person that you don't have to agree with everything with her Mm -hmm. in order to be acknowledged and you're a fellow human being and you have something to say. The thing that she said at the very end of her talk, she said, mainly just be prepared to be amazed. If you can look at every conversation with mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. and and think about how every single person is an expert at something, mm-hmm. done something yeah. expertly for years and years and years, and people are so interesting and the things that we don't know, just be prepared to be amazed. Yeah. Be prepared to be um, appreciative, too. Yeah. And be, like be, appreciate what someone's got to say. Yeah. And even just being open mm-hmm. to being amazed by maybe somebody, um, they don't appear to have this great, you know, skill. Insight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe they, they don't appear that way, but they do. Or they might have a really poor way of communicating, but it doesn't minimize what they have going on in their mind that they're trying to express. Right. Those are things I sometimes remind myself. Yeah. You know, yeah. So thing. she, I, I, I don't know. I just one kind thing of that resonated really, with her. Yeah. One thing that really stuck out to me was when she, uh, one of her tips was don't try to equate your situation yeah. with, yeah. you know, whoever you're engaged with. I get that. And I know that there's, a time for that like she said you know maybe at the end mm-hmm. um but that struck me because because sometimes i like to show that yeah I'm, I'm i'm into it too i'm i'm excited about what you're saying so then i might say something like yeah that happened to me too i get it or i get this or i get this emotion you know sometimes i, I like to do that but wait for the right moment i feel but yeah i I I think it's a delicate dance because it is when someone is sharing with you, let's just say like the example that she gave was you're having a struggle with your boss and they just start telling you that there could be treasure trove of emotion and information and and whatever underneath that. Mm-hmm. And if you then jump in with your story next, so it's your turn to talk and you jump in with now, this is what happened to me. Now the energy is shifting to you and you're shifting it to you. Yeah. You're making the choice that I, yeah, I hear what you're saying, mm-hmm. but now this is what I'm saying. And what what she is saying is that is like playing a trump card. That's like trumping the other person. Yeah, definitely don't want to do that. I That's, yeah, you want to avoid that. Or one so wants to. I think that probably something to try for all of us would be when when you feel that sensation of, yeah, I'm about to say, yeah, that happened to me too, try to find a way to suppress that mm-hmm. and just continue in the conversation, keeping the focus on the other person. Yeah. You know, because I, I definitely can see where you don't want it to be too one-sided. No, because when someone is excited, I it really also depends on what that person is is telling you if it's if if it's something that they've had a problem with something you definitely there's wait Mm -hmm. wait till the end to have your appropriate response if it's something that someone is sharing with you that they're excited for you to join in with them in this whatever this endeavor might be let's say I feel like it's not appropriate to sit and be quiet all the way to the end when when clearly this person wants 
you to be just as excited as he or she is. Do you know what I'm saying? I I do, but that's I think that's partly why communication is so difficult. Yeah. Because every scenario is different. That's right. And we do have to make assumptions, you know, and... Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. What were you gonna? What were you gonna say, Catherine? <laughs> you practically have to be a genius to discern when. Go ahead. When it's uh, appropriate to join in, yeah. You know, you, you really have to be able to. But to don't discern. don't get discouraged because mm-hmm. it is a skill, yeah. and just like any other skill, we get better at it. Right. Mm. The more we work at it intentionally. And that's, that's why key. we're doing this podcast. Right. Otherwise, we just go around life going, well, whatever. Yeah. Definitely the key is being intentional. Yeah. Mm. You know, um, I found some classes that you can take online. I found one. I don't know if it's any good at all because I just was looking at it. It's only $30 and it's for an hour. Mm-hmm. And it's put on by this guy who's a PhD in communication. Mm-hmm. And it's just about listening. I mean, there are so there's so many resources out there. Yeah, there are. Right. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Um, let's see. What was our, our next? Uh, that We're done now with that, with the experts and how they disagree. And now we're moving on to tips on how to be the listener people need right now. Mm. And I think the, the reason why it says right now is because of just the society, which I kind of talked about this earlier, that we're living in mm-hmm. in that um, we need to have more listeners, less uh, less speaking, less blurting things out, and mm. more listening. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> this particular um, guide that I have was more for for leaders. In fact, many things that I looked up were aimed and targeted for leaders, but this can yeah. be applied to everybody. And should be. And should be. Anybody who is communicating with anyone, <laughs> a person, not right. a dog, not your dog. Right. <laughs> Dogs are pretty, well, pretty even well some dogs some are pretty say good that yeah you can listen to your dog but okay <laughs> whole different subject okay go but on. yeah anybody who's communicating so when we listen to people we want to we want to make them feel valued don't we we want to make them feel validated we want them to um really just yeah feel valued and elevate the communication level Mm -hmm. so that's that's the goal so but what does it mean to be a good listener do you think Mm, um, from all the stuff we just learned yeah i think that at the end of it you feel like you've been heard you know you feel like you have made almost like a bank deposit yeah you know what i mean like the connection you have a connection with the listener they heard you it took the time to, mm. to try to understand mm-hmm. your point of view. Yeah. Yeah. Feel valued. Loved. Feel heard. Right. Exactly. I know when Kenny and I, when we're talking, we both like to uh, be heard, right? Yeah. I mean, when you and I are talking, we like to, I like to know that you heard me and you, and you do. Mm-hmm. And you hear me and all that. So the main key, so these tips starting out. Okay. Uh, be present. So right. that means be <laughs> present, be totally engaged, mm-hmm. and um, don't be doing something else, really. Just don't be multitasking, which we touched on we that did. already. So some of these are going to be uh, repetitive, I guess. 
Um, don't be checking your email or your phone while you're talking. You know, and I wanted to mention there's, um, I was, when I started this with the mm-hmm. research, someone who popped into my mind who I always admired, such a good listener, totally engaged, mm-hmm. um, is Christy, Christy Grell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She just, uh, and, and it's not to say I don't know many other good listeners, you know, but she just would be completely focused yeah. on, on you and attentive. And, um, and that was a, it was a, you could tell, it, yeah. you could tell it was yeah. a maturity. It was a skill. So anyway, I just thought I'd put that. Um, okay. So another tip. These, my papers are <laughs> coffee stained and crispy sounding. You yeah. might be able to hear it. <laughs> but I spilled coffee yesterday all over everything I was working on. Anyway, um, stay focused on the other person and listen with your whole body. So that means, um, you know, don't turn your back on them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and um, engage in eye contact, all, all these things. And some of these sound so... Um, no brainers. Yeah, but really, it's it's um something that people lack, you know. Yeah. Or sometimes well, we just need think reminders. About it, You're right? Just just think about it. Mm-hmm. Am I really giving this person my full attention? Yeah. And even if it's a little person, if you have a little person in your life, they're a future adult. Please, please listen with full. Like all your nonverbals. You know, oh my gosh, my brain went when you said even if it's a little person. Oh. I thought you meant like somebody who doesn't matter, like a peon. Oh. I'm like, oh no, it's so out of character, Tracy. No, they call them littles now. Oh. You know, we used they to call do. our children kids, and I've heard now young moms calling them littles. The littles. Oh. Have you heard that? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, well, what I mean by a little person is like a two-year-old, a three-year-old, a four-year-old, even. Even our young children, preschoolers, whatever, let's give them our full attention. I know we can't do it 24 hours a day because we're human. But I've had this experience myself. You probably have too with your kids when, you know, if you're not listening to them, they have a way of making their demands known. Right. (laughs) And we can't always cave into that. So No, but they have to. But they need to be listened to. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes you can be like William Urey. And, of you know, avoid a war. True. If you just get down on your knees, you know, and look them in the eye and just acknowledge their pain, acknowledge their suffering, whatever they're going through, mm-hmm. and try to give them a, you know, pep talk or a solution or whatever. Exactly. Be present. Yes. Right. I'm glad we cleared that up. Why? But the little people. <laughs> no. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. Uh, and depending on what the situation is, find the right setting. So if it's something that is really something that you sense or you know is um, really troubling the other person, find the right setting where you can... To talk about it. Yeah, where you won't have distractions and, and yeah. you could just focus on that person. Um, that's know. that's really a good tip because external distractions can destroy a conversation. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to have a heart-to-heart with your son or your daughter or your husband you know, or a coworker or, or whatever... Mm-hmm. Find a good spot to have it and not a real busy, crazy environment. Right. Like, you know, for example, you want to have a good conversation with someone. And let's say that the, the subject matter isn't real, real serious, but you don't want to be in a real noisy, right. distracting restaurant. You Sports know. bar. Yeah. 18 televisions <laughs> all over the place. But at the same time, you don't necessarily need a conference room. Right. 
you know i would never just the i would appropriate n- never take my husband to a sports bar to have a conversation <laughs> yeah, they've got golf over here they've got bowling over here nascar, NASCAR over there forget it <laughs> yeah we're out <gasps> same with kenny let's go to the confessional <laughs> you first yeah. uh so again remove distractions mm-hmm. listen with your whole body yep. we went over that now in some situations take notes again this is for mm-hmm. leaders and it just depends on your a situation your, mm-hmm. your situation so um so another really good tip too is focus on compassion mm. um put yourself in that person's position if you can or try to yeah at least at least um communicate with your nonverbals that you are at least trying to put yourself yeah, it, maybe even with our verbals you know I, I I don't know how every situation would go but I can imagine if I was going through something really difficult well the, okay this just happened yesterday our friend who has seven children mm. one of them had surgery and mm-hmm. so I took a meal over there. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking a meal over for nine people. I mean, it's a lot, right? And, yeah. and the kids are all teenagers, so they eat a lot. And I said to our friend, our mutual friend, Lauren, I said, oh, you know, I, I just wanted to do this for you because I remember when I was in this stage with our, and I said, I only had five children, mm-hmm. but I remember when we had different issues, a health issue or whatever, and just trying to put a meal together seemed like a huge feat. Mm-hmm. I I just wanted to connect with her a little bit mm-hmm. to try to show her that I, I see her. Yeah. <sighs> you see her and you, you, you've heard her. Like we, we all, we go to Bible study yeah. together. Yeah. And... Uh, I'm not saying that there was any kind of complaining, but no. you picked up on her cues. Oh, sure, and, because yeah. I get it. It's t- mm-hmm. it's hard to put a meal together for all those people, and they they day get a, they get hungry day, day after day. <laughs> it's just never ending. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So you put yourself in, in her, her shoes. Yes, that's what yes. you did. Yes. Yeah. Very good. All right, so let's go today. Oh, okay. All right, talk less and Mm. listen more, Mm -hmm. which sounds simple. Uh, And it says here, listen, listen, listen. (laughs) Virtually a lost art in America. Learn how to be a powerful listener. Practice talking 10 to 20% of the time in most conversations and listening 80 to 90% of the time unless you're making a presentation or teaching. Oh, what's that? Oh, that's my phone. Sorry. I don't know why it's doing that. It sounds like something's rewinding. I know. Now what? Oh, Oh, sorry, (laughs) listeners. We, we. Technical stuff. Yeah, we're, we have a struggle with our phones and... When Linking they, up. Yeah, we tr- we silenced them, but they... They somehow link up and we tried to... We're going to figure it out. Unlink them. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. All we're right. back. So I said this earlier, but... Um, so about talking less yeah. and listening more. Yeah. You're a detective trying to get to the bottom of the mystery that sits in front of you. Mm. Which, which we talked about earlier. Yeah. You're trying to discern. Right. You know, you're trying to, um, yeah, pick out what they're saying and, and either help them or just uh, engage in some kind of feedback that's appropriate. Yeah. And, you know, I think that what happens in communication is true connection. Yeah. And 
sometimes I know as a female, there are times when I just want to talk, especially to my husband. I don't want him to fix anything. Mm. I just want to be heard. I just want his support. Mm. He's so good that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And this woman, the Celeste lady, Mm -hmm. you know, she also gave another quote. I don't recall now what famous person said it, but if you listen to her TED Talk, you'll get it. But she said, most people listen to respond. We need to listen to understand. Yeah. That's what this is saying. Yeah. Yeah. She she touches on that. That um, sometimes, it's like you said, when someone is talking or venting, they're not necessarily, you have to be able to discern, do they, do they want me yeah. to help them solve this? Or do they just want me to hear them? And because uh, some things are not even fixable anyway. Yeah. And the person telling you that knows that a lot of times. Maybe not always. Well, and to give ourselves a little break, since we're not mind readers, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we can have permission to just ask the person. Right. We can, like, let's say you and I are in a conversation, and I'm not sure if you want to hear a suggestion, a solution, or you just want me to listen. Mm -hmm. I could just say, I'm here for you. What 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 do you want? Yeah. Would you like my opinion, or would you just like me to? Would you just want to vent? Mm. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, good thing to ask yourselves. Yes. Yeah. So when listening, try to do mirroring. Mirroring. Mm. I can't say that it's right. It's hard to say. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of R's. Yeah. So just like echo back what they say. Help them feel validated, even if you can't agree. Or relate to them and just say things like, I hear that you're this or you're that, whatever it is that they're saying. One good phrase to use for mirroring is, correct me if I'm wrong, because you're trying to get the information. Mm-hmm. So so what I hear you saying is, but correct me if I'm wrong. So, so that way it's tentative. Yeah. So in case yeah. if I'm misinterpreting or yeah. I'm running it through the filter of my own experience and my mm-hmm. own knowledge and my own like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the other person would appreciate that, I'm sure. It's very respectful. Mm-hmm. Because you're not claiming that, oh, oh well, of course, this, this is, is what, what you, you said. <laughs> Everybody likes that. Yeah. <laughs> Oops, you don't? <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. And again, going back to something one of us said earlier, um, ask clarifying questions. Yeah. When you're not able to relate to the person's feelings, you might not get the whole story, just like we were just saying. Yeah. And ask uh, clarifying questions to dig deeper or provoke reflection. Or ask, what exactly do you mean by that? You know, things like that. Yeah. And um, at the, the lady Celeste Headley, she also said, ask, how did that make you feel? Mm. Yeah, I think that's on here. Maybe not. Actually, now that I'm looking at but it, it again. it's kind of a good question. How did how so? How did that make you feel? Yeah, I think there again, you have to gauge if the person in front of you is crying. Well, obviously, you know, it made them feel horrible, sad, emotional. Okay, you know you when know? tears because you know I've been a small group leader for like thirty years mm-hmm. or more, thirty six years from the beginning of my Christian walk. Mm-hmm. I I've been in small group and have led small group. And I did learn to if tears come up, acknowledge the tears. Mm-hmm. Don't don't ignore them. 
don't brush them by mm-hmm. to, just to say, you know, if you see somebody with a tear, you can just say, I can see that that's moved you deeply. Did yeah. you want to share anything else about that? Give them, per- acknowledge it, and give them permission to talk or not to. Yeah. But boy, it's tough. You don't know what's going on. Right. And some people are uncomfortable with with crying or receiving some kind of attention or sympathy. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Some some people are. Yeah. How do you know that? You don't. You don't. That's the whole thing. Ex- you don't. Right. So you're. It's messy. Relationships are messy. They're yeah. fragile. You're doing the best you can. Exactly. And if you just put it out there, you know. But boy, I I mean, I remember one time. I, I said something pretty serious in a in a small group setting, and the the leader just just ignored it mm. and just brushed over it. And I still remember that. Mm, I see that. Yeah, because mm. it was a pretty serious like like topic, mm. and they just kind of went, "Oh, all right, moving on." Like <laughs> I'm like, okay. Oh. <laughs> you know, in situations like that, I always wonder what like the rest of the yeah, people in there. She yeah, goes again know. with the eyes. Yeah, I know. They're, they're I, thinking I, I, like awkward. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You shouldn't have skipped that one. Yeah, but 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 then again, we, I have to have grace with others, just like I would hope that people would have grace with me too. Yeah, yeah. We all got we've all got a lot going on. This is true. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, and I don't know if I did I say this already. Um, when we want to guide them towards solutions, but um. Instead of saying like, okay, here's how we're going to solve it. Just kind of. <laughs> I'm taking over. <laughs> yeah. That's not necessarily, which we just talked about. Yeah. What someone may want. You just sometimes you just want to guide them and yeah. you don't always have to solve the problem. Right. Let them know you're listening and kind of go on from there. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the back. I, you know, I always print these out with back to back, you know, two sided. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know why I do that. It confuses me. <laughs> Um, yeah, and often people will solve their own problems if you allow them the space to be able to do, you know, most it's like of the talking. Uh, being a, paying a therapist, you go there just to yeah. solve your own problem <laughs> and you give them money. Yeah, but it's still a good thing, people. It is because very... you just need somebody to listen to you. That's uh, some of the, yeah. That's what it is. I remember when I went to a counselor, do you remember the time, I I think I've told you this, I was so overwhelmed with family life, I was losing it. Mm -hmm. And I went to the counselor and she she basically told me that I didn't have to do all the laundry because that's what it was about. Mm. It was like the laundry for seven people and all these boys and we had two acres of mud and it was just, and Ron worked in construction so he had two outfits a day that he wore. Uh It was every day, two or three loads of laundry. And (sighs) if... And, and then I would get behind and it's like, it's a mountain. Yeah. And she basically said, you don't have to do everybody's laundry. So I came home and I made a proclamation. Mm. I was like, that's it. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> if you could reach the buttons on the washer, you're doing your own laundry. And so then I only did my laundry and the baby. Yeah. Who was Caleb, who's yeah. now going to be 20. I, so I had my laundry to do and his. I didn't do Ron's laundry. Really? Nope. She gave me permission oh. to solve my problem mm. by telling everyone, you're on your own. Mm. And then uh, I just didn't do it. And it just piled up and piled up. And one day I came home several weeks later and yeah. Ron was sitting on the kitchen. No, he was sitting on the couch in his swimsuit. 
and and it was like November in Chicago. And I was like, what you doing? (laughs) Are you going swimming? No, I'm out of underwear. Are you doing your laundry? Yeah. Yeah. So I paid this woman like 65 bucks or whatever it was for her session Mm -hmm. for me to just talk about my problem. And mm-hmm. I was the one who came up with the solution just by her questions. Well, and I'm sure she knew that. Yes. Like that was the skill yeah. that she had that she went to school for. Right. <laughs> they probably taught her all this stuff. All this. <laughs> exactly. Psych 101. Gosh, we should start a counseling business. <laughs> do you know how many businesses <laughs> we <laughs> we say that we could do? We could, Don't mention the one. We could just... <laughs> We could just set up at the coffee shop and put our little nickel can out like Lucy. Like Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I love the sound of a nickel. <laughs> Let's try it. Oh, you're an idiot, Charlie Brown. Oops, <laughs> wrong way to counsel. <laughs> All right. Okay, have you heard of sunset listening? No. Me neither. What is it? <laughs> so they're saying it's a health full practice to do this. When you look at a sunset, you don't judge its shortcomings or find ways it could be better. It's beautiful the way the good Lord made it. So in a conversation, it could be the same. If you know there's nothing you can do to change the situation, sit back and listen without judging. Body language will shift correspondingly and the person will leave feeling as if they were truly heard. Okay, that is a creative stretch to... (laughs) Compare it to a sunset. <laughs> well, I guess it's called, like, it's not just in this article. Yeah, it's, it's a, a thing. thing. All right, well, I believe I never you. heard of it. Well, okay. you don't have to believe me. It's the article. <laughs> well, it's a good idea. Yeah. I do love a good sunset. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And now this says respond quickly. Again, this is for somebody in, like, a leadership uh, position that has to solve problems. Okay. But I would say... And I am saying mm-hmm. that even if it's not in uh, some kind of professional setting, in your family, in your children, a friend, whatever it might be, if they have come to you with some kind of um, request or some mm-hmm. kind of problem and you have then, you know, it had an exchange where you want to help, mm-hmm. follow up on it basically is yeah. what this is saying. That will indicate that you have been listening, that you care, yeah. and that they're, you know, you're validating them by responding. I it, think that's so important. It is. I, I, I think it's wrong to ignore people. Do not ignore people. I respond with something. Something. Even if you don't know yes. what to say, just yes. respond with, I've heard you. I care about you, and I'm trying to formulate what to say. Yes. Funny you should say that because mm-hmm. just yesterday, and I wasn't even thinking about all this, like yeah. respond. Yeah, yeah. There is a, a friend that we have, and she had texted me early mm-hmm. in the morning, and it wasn't until evening that I got back to her. Mm-hmm. And I said, first of all, I, I said, I, I love hearing from you. Mm-hmm. And I, I sometimes can't respond right away, but... It's for two reasons. One, I either just can't because I'm Mm -hmm. I'm in the middle of something or I want to give more attention to the things you sent me, whether it's pictures Mm -hmm. or it's um, some kind of lengthy 
advice, mm-hmm. whatever it mm-hmm. might be. Mm-hmm. And I want to give my full attention to it. And I want to respond with my heart being, you know, uh, fully expressed mm-hmm. back. I don't want to be short in my answer. So that's what I said in my response. Now, this was in the evening that I finally mm-hmm. responded, but I wanted her to know that I, I, I do enjoy, I got her message. Mm-hmm. I enjoy getting them. And um, this is why sometimes I don't respond right away. I want to be, you know, yeah. a, give a lengthy answer. Yeah, I think it's just so important just mm-hmm. to acknowledge, even if you don't know what to say, just to say something. Yeah. And sometimes this happens to me. I lose wherever the communication came from. <laughs> I, I know you do. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess there's I so do many too. different ways that you can get uh-huh. somebody can ask you a question. Mm-hmm. And and then I'm like, oh, did it come in through messenger? Right. Did it come in through Facebook, email, text? Right. It's just oh. too much. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Do you got anything else over there? That's it. That's it's it. kind of simple. Yeah. But it kind of is, kind of isn't. Mm, yeah. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. Clear like the mud. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Whoa. There goes my charger. Extra loud I'm in sorry. the microphone. I'm headphones. so sorry. So sorry, everybody. All right. We're looking for the scripture here because we've given you all that we can give you today on content. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking up the scripture. It is the book of James chapter one. It is verse 19. I'm almost there. Okay. I should have had this open ahead of time, but I didn't. It says this, and it's under the heading of listening and doing. Mm. It says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. That is a good one. Quick to listen, slow to speak, and yeah. slow to become angry. I love how he addresses that. Brothers and sisters, meaning yeah. friends. Everybody. We're yeah. family. Yeah. We're part of this human family. Right. The human race is a mm-hmm. family. Let's treat each other with love. Yeah. Um, there's also a verse in Proverbs seventeen twenty seven. So let me get to that. Sorry. Here. Let me see. I'm 16, 17. All right. Oops, I went one page too far. <laughs> I got to turn the page. All right. Verse 27, Proverbs 17, 27. The one who has knowledge uses words with restraint. And whoever has understanding is even tempered. Mm-hmm. So when you're listening to someone, respond with restraint. Use your words with restraint and go for understanding. You know, mm-hmm. really, really do your best with these skills that we've been talking about. So uh, much wisdom yeah. right there. Yeah, Proverbs is the book of wisdom, you yeah. know. Um, Solomon was very, very gifted. Yeah, the Lord gave him the, wisdom. Mm-hmm. The Lord said, you can have whatever you want. What do you want? He said, wisdom. Mm-hmm. It's okay. That's a wise decision, it Solomon. It was. Here's Proverbs 13, verse 3, and this is the final scripture we're going to share today. It says, those who guard their lips serve their lives those who speak rashly will come to ruin mm. yeah our, our communication really does matter, matter. so I, and we know that oftentimes it's hurt you know people are angry they're hurt whatever and that's what stirs up the trouble mm. but we need to listen with compassion listen with the, with the goal to understand you know everybody's got a battle that they're fighting somewhere 
And if we knew the whole story, like let's say, for example, we knew the whole story of, you know, somebody that cuts us off or somebody in traffic, let's say, for example, you don't know what they're, what they're flying down the road to do, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't, they could be rushing to the scene of a something that's horrible. Someone is hurt. Yeah. Yeah. We just don't know. Right. All right. Did you have something else that popped in there? You know, if we were all better listeners Mm -hmm. and responders, Mm -hmm. people who listen with wisdom and understanding, Mm -hmm. we wouldn't need arbitrators and negotiators. We wouldn't need them and we wouldn't need to hire them and pay so much money. That's exactly right. Let's all try to be better listeners, which brings us right to the to the challenge yeah right yeah our challenge for all of our listeners if you're still hanging in there with us and we hope you are this is our longest episode i I believe you yeah i believe you and i'm looking at it and i was thinking oh this is gonna be so like not a thing like easy peasy but it wasn't in the next 24 hours put one of the skills that we've talked about today or tips into practice yeah. Put one of them into practice. Give yourself 24 hours. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then let us know. Yeah. And maybe you need to re-listen to this <laughs> episode just to get them down again. But, you know, listening not to respond, but to understand. Right. Do your best with your, you know, your nonverbals to communicate that you really are listening. Mm-hmm. All right. And then let us know. We want to know. Yeah. We we really do want to hear from you. Just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do because we we're hear from you. We do. We're here in my closet. You know, I'm looking at all my clothes and my shoes and stuff. And and we're just talking. We're just having a conversation. But we're wanting to have an impact on somebody. So we sure let do. us know. Yeah. Um. Next episode is on phobias. Ooh, fun. <laughs> yeah, that'll be great. Yeah. All right. You've been listening to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast, and I'm comedian Tracy DeGraff. And I'm Catherine, and thank you for listening. Yeah, see you <laughs> next time. Bye-bye.